All right, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Power Hour podcast. Today we've got myself and... Well, it's her uh, always special guest here, Grant Grawler. That's my husband. So we are ad-libbing this today. We were just setting up. It's the first time that we are recording a podcast with a camera on us. So we can turn it into maybe like reels or videos or YouTube, right? Absolutely. So as we're getting it all set up, Grant's like, well, do you want to text me like the questions or the talking points on my phone since, we're, since we are recording on your phone? And I was like, honey, we're ad-libbing this one. Today's topics, it's going to be very, very easy to, uh, to go over. <laughs> Don't think we need a whole lot of talking points, nor do we really want to uh, have them written down or relive this. But we're <laughs> going to tell you all about the uh, last two weeks. And I know a lot of people have been interested in, in asking. So um, welcome aboard. This is going to be real interesting. Okay, before we dive into this podcast, which is going to be about, I had two back-to-back panic attacks the last two Fridays. Today is a Friday, and I'm saying we're breaking that cycle. Absolutely. Not today, Satan. (laughs) But before we dive into that, I want to do a few little, like, you know, announcements on what's going on with our business and things like that. So, let's see. Power Fit, we have coaches hosting a six-week challenge right now. We... Named the March Challenge winner, she won over $500 cash, a custom pair of Nike Metcons, a she-fit outfit of choice. And that was just something I did because it was what y'all were wanting. I feel like seeing little challenges and small um, progress within our big six-month $50,000 challenge, you're really liking that. So I wasn't planning on doing one in May. We didn't do one in April. But then I kind of got off track. I didn't work out for 10 days. We'll go into that. Um, and so it's almost May 1st and I'm like, well, technically we could do a May four week challenge. So I'm kind of putting that, the feelers out on my Instagram stories, seeing how many people say yes or no. If enough people are interested, we will do it. So stay tuned on that. Um, let's see the first week of every month is always the busiest for us because that is when we do our advanced nutrition call with April, our dietitian at PowerFit. That is when we do our monthly group call with anyone who has an empowerment coach at PowerFit. So it's always hosted by two to three different coaches. Um, Also, so that's on Monday and Tuesday of the week. Then on the first Wednesday of every month, um, that is when I do my mastermind group course and I do my live Zoom call with everyone that is in that mastermind group course. I will say the last one that we did, only two ladies showed up. So it's almost like getting me one-on-one, but for a fraction of the cost. So if you're interested in my mastermind group course, I do have that linked in my Instagram bio. It is a self-paced 12-week virtual course with me along with the monthly Zoom check-ins an hour long with other members that are in that. So it's not only that small group setting where you're kind of building relationships with other ladies in the course and in that call, but also with some one-on-one time with me just in a small group setting. And then we've got PowerFit Miami coming up. I'm very, I am so excited about this Miami trip. We've got a lot of really big announcements and really special surprises for everybody. So we're, I'm really looking forward to it. The gym is all black with black marble and I'm telling the girls to wear all pink. I'm working on hats right now. So I'm so excited for everything that's going to come from Miami. Plus we kind of need a little redo of a beach situation. Oh, we have to. <laughs> you are not going to believe the nonsense that happened to us in the Bahamas. So if you are a Power Fit member and you're like, you know what? I want to come. It's going to be Saturday, June 3rd. We're not sharing all of like the public information like as far as like which gym and where we're located, just from like a safety standpoint, but you can always email us, info at PowerFit. If you're a member and you want more information, we also do have a Facebook group for all those that are coming. It's looking like we're gonna have about 60 ladies. So if you need something on your calendar, 
plan to come join us in Miami. I would highly recommend that. And husbands can come. You know, you don't have to travel all by yourself. But if you do travel by yourself, that's what the Facebook group is for. So that everyone can, you know, if they want to like figure out traveling together or splitting rooms, stuff like that. Because really the ultimate goal of this is building community. And we're going to be announcing a new business. Yeah, I am very, very excited about this. So, so stay tuned. Stay tuned on that. And then what about a Croy update? Where are we on with Croy update before we dive into the panic attack talk? The uh, tiny man, let's just say he is a world traveler. Uh, he is unbothered and he lives in his own bubble, which is great. Um, he's doing phenomenal where uh, he loves school. He's learning more words. Uh, he, he's speaking in complete sentences now. And it is... It's just so much fun. He's singing all the time, too, which oh I Oh, my gosh. Twinkle, Twinkle, Traffic Light is his most favorite song in the world right now. That and Wheels on the Bus. Yes, and he'll sing regular Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, but the school has, like, a version of the traffic light, mm-hmm. teaching them what the different colors mean, and he loves it. He helps us watch for the traffic lights when we're driving. Yep. Tells us when it's time to go or stop or slow down. It's so sweet. So, Yes, Croy, I just am loving, loving this age. And he'll be three in a little over three months. Yep, that's going to be fun. So, let's dive on in, kick our heels back, and talk about these back-to-back Friday. Uh, All right, so two fr- two Fridays ago, Randa had been going through a lot and um, been super stressed out about a lot of things. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to be husband of the year and I'm going to do a surprise date night. I'm going to just take it, take the bull by the horns and I'm just going to plan it all myself. I'm going to take her to her, her new favorite, re- one of her new favorite restaurants in town. And I'm going to surprise her with a, a comedy club show because, you know, she's been stressed out. So I was like, you know, she needs, needs to laugh, let loose, have a good time. And so I didn't tell her what we were doing the whole time. I was just like, look cute. Don't put on dress or heels or anything, but just wear something cute you know, tennis shoes, you know, put some makeup on, but we're going to go somewhere nice. So I ended up uh, taking her to Kanji Sushi Place, which is one of the new Chef Tay restaurants in town. And it is beyond, beyond. phenomenal. Did we like, just say beyond at the same time? We did. Jinx. <laughs> I am not going to lie. It is next level good. We... If you're local to Bryan so College good. Station or if you ever travel through Bryan mm-hmm. College Station, like that and Christopher World's grill are our two top by all means but right now because kanji's new and honestly i feel like i can eat sushi a lot more than like a heavy uh, fine dining meal right and also it was parents weekend and so everything was booked around town so i was like you know what let's just go sit at the bar have chef tay or whatever chef was you know on on staff that dish just prepare stuff at the bar and that's what we ended up doing and we had a blast we ate like king's we just let him do the, the, the chef special. Yeah, I just walk in there and just say, just bring me stuff until I tell you to stop making stuff. And he just, he never disappoints. I know I love the Hamachi Gone Wild. Ooh, the so Yellowtail sushi they have there with like the um, jalapenos on it. But then we went to the after part. And that is where the panic attack That's where everything happened. went very wrong very quickly. But I need to clear something up first. So when I shared on Instagram... I shared all about kanji, which I've shared before, and it's very authentic. Like, we pay the normal price at kanji. He's never asked me to post. Like, I'm not paid to post. I don't get discounted to post, anything like that. I just genuinely share because I'm so excited about this new restaurant in our town that's beautiful, stunning, everything. And so I was sharing all about it, and then I said what we did after I did not enjoy, but I didn't want to exactly say what it was. 
I felt like, number one, I could kind of make my point more across, like, I have people's um, attention spans longer on a podcast than an Instagram story. Yep. And so, I don't know, but there were so many people that were like, wait, I'm confused. I thought you liked the sushi restaurant. And I'm like, I do. That's why I shared so many wonderful things about the sushi restaurant. So, the very next day, I went on again on my stories and said, I love the sushi restaurant. It is one of my top two restaurants in town. It's incredible. And there was something that we went to afterwards that I did not enjoy and that I will talk about with y'all. I mean, I had people upset that were like, well, you can't like tell us that you were upset about something but not tell us what it was. And I'm like, actually, I could it's do my whatever page. I, want. Yeah. I can actually do whatever I want. But if I want to save it for a podcast, I can. Right. The problem was Chef Tay had multiple, I would say more than multiple, a lot of people that then went to him. I guess they were maybe trying to create this like false drama narrative between me and Chef Tay or something. I don't know. And I'm like, I love your restaurant. What are you talking about? So I showed him how I even followed up and I'm like, I get it. Like sometimes following things on social media, you can miss certain things and then only catch up on other parts. And so maybe you're like, uh, what's going on? Um, but there was no issue with us and Kanji or Chef Tay. He obviously understood and if anything, it got, I guess, people talking about Kanji. No doubt. That's exactly right. <laughs> it got people going to him about his restaurant. So, you know, I just want to clear that air there. In case you were confused, we're going to dive into what part of the date I did not enjoy now. All right. So, like I said, I wanted to um, get her to laugh, relax, just, you know, have a good date night. And so, I decided that we, Bill Burr, the comedian, was at Reed Arena and so I was going to go ahead and take her to the Bill Burr concert or comedy show. And not only was I going to do that, I was going to splurge by front row floors right in front of the stage tickets. I was like, that is a smart idea. <laughs> Completely not even thinking about other than like, I want the best seats in the house. What better is front row literally in front of the stage? So as we leave Kanji and we're driving to Reed Arena... We pull into Reed Arena, which is the big A&M basketball facility. Rana then says... So, I got, I had gotten my hair done that day. I am not someone who keeps up with comedy. I had heard of Bill Burr. Like, I know who Rodney Carrington is. Um, I know who Kevin Hart is. But, like, I really don't keep up with it. And the reason why is, like, rude and crude humor just isn't for me. You know, I grew up a small-town girl. My mom's an organist and plays at the churches. My daddy's a sheriff. Like, I'm just not a rude and crude humor person. Um, and with that being said, doesn't mean that I want to, like, bash comedians or that I want to, like, act like I get my feelings hurt really easily or I'm, like, I'm offended. I just know it's not really a setting for me. Well, I got my hair done that day, and I knew while I was getting my hair done for my hairdresser that Bill Burr was going to be at Reed Arena that night. Typically, I live in this town, and I know nothing of what goes on outside of my little bubble. That's correct. So, the fact that I knew this when he pulls up to Reed Arena, I was like, oh, Bill Burr's here tonight. And so, it's like, well, there's like the surprise gone, right? Yeah. And we ate so quickly at Kanji since we were at the bar. We got to the comedy place. Way too early. Like an hour early. Yeah. So we got there an hour early. They weren't even letting people in yet. So it's a little bit of like uncomfortableness because I know what we're going into. But Grant had like, he was so excited about this date night, y'all. Like, I mean, I had shared a um, screenshot of our text. It was so sweet of like what he was trying to do with this date night. And it was like, as soon as we pulled up, I knew this was not going to be good. But I didn't want to like act like a brat. I didn't want to throw a fit. I didn't want to be ungrateful for what he did. So I was just trying i hope you could see that i was trying my hardest to like kind of go with it and then also 
I didn't know what we were going to or how to dress. So I had on like cute little designer tinnies and jeans and my pink blazer and like I looked very nice, but I wasn't like in high heels or like a part. Which you dress. don't want to be in, you know, right. walking around. So everyone that starts getting out, it's a very, very casual environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people were even drinking their beer cans in the parking lot, finishing that before they went in, like t-shirt, shorts. I mean, very casual situation. So I'm already like the probably most overdressed person. It was also right across from like the A&M baseball stuff. So a lot of people were coming from the baseball games, like straight in their baseball gear. Um, so I am by, by all means the most dressed up person. Um, and I don't know, I was just instantly a little bit uncomfortable because I asked Grant, I was like, Hey, is this going to be like rude and crude humor where I'm going to be uncomfortable? And then Grant told me, I was like, no, Bill Burr's not, it's a little bit, but it's not bad. Like he's not dropping F-bombs nonstop. Uh, he's not that crude. Like, I think it'll be fun. I think you'll be very entertained. I was like, just give it a chance. So I was like, okay. So as we go in, they, um, and keep in mind also, my phone had not been working all day. Like That's I was correct, on yeah. Verizon and it had done it a couple days that week, like in spurts, a couple hours. Well, this day it had done it all except for like one hour. My, like the data or whatever going on with Verizon here, like my phone was not working at all. So I had already kind of dealt with that, um, which is kind of hard, you know, I'm not going to lie. And then when we went to go in, they like put your phone in this, it's like a bag where you're not, you're not able to access it. Correct. Because, again, they want to do all the media. They don't want other people taking pictures or videos or social media or anything like that. I guess they were maybe filming for Netflix. I don't really know. But, anyways, Grant's phone had to get locked up in that thing. And they would take your Apple Watch, everything. So, we're there an hour early. By the time they finally opened the doors, we're, like, first ones in line. Um, and so, we had, like, what, 45, 50, 55 minutes of nothing to do and no phones. And then Grant's like man, I can't even check the time on my phone. And I'm like, bro, my phone hadn't been working all day. Yeah, I, I quickly realized how addicted I was to my phone because, you know, I'm trying to check my fancy baseball scores and, you know, just I'm bored. So I was like, I'll, you know, get on social media or something. Well, I couldn't do it. So I'm like, I've got this nervous tick, tick going on. So I was like, let's go upstairs and get some food. So as we would go upstairs, we run into my absolute best friend in the world, uh, best man of my wedding, and so we got to sit with them in the food line, and we got food. We walked down right as it was starting. Or I we was thought, feeling or good we once it. I saw them. I'm yeah. like, well, if Haley's here, like, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, and once and we thought it was going to start. So we got down there at 8, right when it was supposed to start. Well, lo and behold, it starts 30 minutes late. Okay, so we get back down to front row, which, mind you, I mean, Reed Arena is pretty big. And this, was, this show was, I would say, almost sold out. So we are literally the front row on the floor. So if it's not, and I'm in a pink blazer, if I'm not just like pick me out of a crowd, I, I don't know. <laughs> Which this, that, that thought process never crossed my mind and I'm getting, and, and wait, wait till you. So we're front we row and then there's a guy who actually um, used to sit next to us at the football games behind us and his sons. And I asked where his wife was because his wife is precious and adorable. She's one of the sweetest ladies you'll ever Sweet, meet. sweet. And he says, oh, she doesn't like to come to these because this just isn't her humor. And I'm like instant, like my stomach is just like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. You know, we've, I already feel like I'm trying to have a good attitude about this. Comedy's not really my thing if I'm going to be worried about rude and crude. But hey, Grant's doing this for me. And honestly, it was one of those evenings that I even asked Grant when we left Kanji. I'm like, I just want to be home with Croy. Like our future sister-in-law was watching Croy. I don't know. It was just one of those times I just wanted to be home. And so I'm like, whatever you have planned for us, is there a way we can move it to another day? It's not that I'm not grateful. I just kind of am not feeling it. So that was kind of already precursor. So 
we're down there and Grant is all about things being punctual. And I kid you not, this show didn't start until after 8.30. So there got to a point where I'm like, okay. And there was like finally a camera guy that came like right around 8.30. And, and so I walked right up to him because I'm right front row. And I'm like, sir, do you know when the show's starting? And he was like, I don't know. And I'm like, Grant. Yeah, this is, this is, it, it's not, it's going completely all downhill at this point. So anyways, it started. Well, they brought this guy on. I don't know his name. I'm not, I have no idea what his name was. And I guess Grant did not know that I guess if you go to a comedy show, other people's open rather than just the Well, main I knew they would probably act. be an opener, but I just was not expecting what just happened. Okay, so the opener guy came on, and I don't think we made it 10 minutes. And I'm not, I know there were people probably at that show that listened to this podcast, and by no means am I judging, like if you stayed at that show or laughed at that show or anything like that. I mean, my, my husband bought front row tickets and spent good money for this show, so by no means is this any type of judgment, but... He just went into a couple areas of making jokes of certain situations that, quite frankly, are just not funny to me and should not go there. Right, yeah. I mean, the humor was very vulgar. He was dropping F-bombs every other word. Uh, I think the, the, he made a joke about you know, mass school shootings and that I did just, not my, sit well with me and a lot of people in the crowd. And then he kind of had to you know, track back his, his statements on that. But he just... Overall, it was extremely rude and crude, and uh, Randa is just stewing the whole time, just trying to keep just it together. Just the way he spoke of, like, other people, you know? It's just, like, I get that things are funny, are supposed to be funny, but it was, I was so uncomfortable, y'all. And then, keep in mind, I'm front row, and, like, I have a horrible talent, lack of talent, of putting on a I'm good face when I'm not good. So I know that I'm front row, Clearly not laughing, clearly not able to pull this together. I'm trying to not, like, upset Grant, who did all this for me, but I, at this point, I am stewing. I'm like, why did he think to bring me here? Like, I've been married to this man for how long? How did he think that I would, like, thrive in this environment? And finally, there were four different things that really just hit me way, way wrong. And finally, he said one, and I'm like, I, I got to get up, and I got to get out of here, because it was like, I'm going to have nightmares. I mean, sorry to sound dramatic, but if I'm going to share my version of the panic attack, that's where I was. So I felt that I was front row was going to be called out at any And minute. he was calling everyone out on the front row. Like he, he even called out one of our friends and his date that was sitting a couple people down from us. And Rand is just like, he's going to call me out. And she had RBF and I was just, just not at the place for it, you know? And, um, I don't know. I just started feeling all this pressure. I was like, I've got to get out of here. Like, get me out of here. And then I have to like, I'm storming out, going up all the stairs. I had multiple people message me on Instagram like, hey, we saw you at Bill Burr's. Everything okay? You just stormed out. And I just, I was not at a place that I could sit there and listen to that and be cool anymore. And especially on front row. You know, I get where Grant was like, I want to splurge for my wife. But I was like, why would he put me where I would feel so uncomfortable? So we get in the car and I just got in the back seat and I like was like, I don't want to say a word, Grant, because I didn't want to, it was just such a sensitive deal. Like I didn't want to make him feel so bad with how I felt that he took me there and made this this surprise. I knew that he was already like, I screwed up. This was bad. But I was just sitting in the back and just like kind of like rocking back and forth a little bit. Like, you know, all the kind of bad thoughts go through your mind. Like I'm uncomfortable. Everyone saw me. I felt like I was going to get called out. Why did my husband take me here? I think he knows me better than this. Like just all these things wouldn't stop. And I just like, I wasn't even in a place that I could talk to Grant. Yeah, we pretty much did not say a word the entire, all the way ride home. 
you know, we got there and Waverly was at the house and she was like, how was it? And I just kind of shook my head. And I was like, yeah, it's a bad situation. She was like, how was Bill Burr? I was like, we need, we left before he even came on. Yeah. So we went to bed. It was not the best night. The next morning I was like, okay, I can wake up and I can choose to, you know, how I want to handle this. I will say once, it was just uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Like, Grant already feels bad, but then I don't want to bring it up to where he's like, well, I'm never going to do something like that for you ever again, or I'm never going to try to surprise you or think outside of the box or make you laugh. So finally, I'm not going to say I approached it the best way, but I just needed to know that Grant was on the same boat with me, that I wasn't just being dramatic. I'm like, were you cool with a few of these things he said? You know, and I'm sure there were, if you go to a comedy show, I'm sure you don't like everything that is said. But like a school shooter thing, I just, I can't, you know. And so I wanted to know where, where Grant stood, you know, because then he kind of like questioned that. And when he told me, you know, how he didn't realize that guy was going to open, or I'll let you say what you said. Yeah, so like I didn't realize he was going to open like that. I was not aware that he was going to be vulgar and talking about school shootings and stuff like that. And and I'll be honest with you, like the, the whole school shooting joke was like, it was not funny. It crossed, it extremely crossed the line and like, you know, he was saying some vulgar stuff that I was laughing at. And even, I think, the joke that set Randa off the most, I was laughing at because it's pretty funny. But it was also very graphic and not really something she would be comfortable with. But especially the school shooting one really crossed the line. I was like, look, I wasn't comfortable with this joke and this joke and that joke. And Grant actually brought up another one that I had forgotten about. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that one too, you know. So it was finally like we've got to somehow figure out how to, you know, Saturday morning we're going to spend all day with our child We've got to kind of overcome this and, and get past it. And so once Grant kind of had that conversation with me, then um, I felt like, okay, we can kind of move onward and upward. And there will come a time where we laugh about this. But in that moment, was was not. That. It took us about a week to laugh about it. Yeah, it did. And I still, I don't laugh about the, the comedy or what was said. I laugh about the fact that my husband thought it was a good idea for me to be pretty in pink and a little blazer front row at this. Well, you know, I just, you know, I'll take that. Sometimes I can be a little naive, but I just was like, I'm going to get her the best seats in the house. I'm going to put us front row. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get the best of the best for my wife who has had such a hard time. I'm going to just splurge and, and go all out, not thinking that, oh yeah, they're going to call people out and what it was. So I had the best of intentions, but completely screwed it up. So lesson learned and uh, won't be making that mistake again. So that was two Fridays ago. Yeah. And then last Friday. So Here we go. Let Grant kind of give the rundown of the Bahamas trip for y'all, and then I'll kind of step in on that panic attack. Good God. All right. So I struggle with traveling with Randy anyway, just because I don't give her enough credit. She's more of an adult than I like to give her credit for. But, you know, like I'm, I want to hold all the passports and I've always got a little anxiety traveling and I want to be there super early and I want to get set, checked in by the gate. I've got a lot of, you know, what they call it, you know, dad syndrome. You turn it into your parents or whatever. And so I had a little bit of anxiety. So we're kind of getting into it a little bit um, on the way down there just because of my anxiety and everything. And, and the stroller. And, and again, Grant wasn't thinking that um, I was like, Croy walks just all over the place at our house. He's great at walking. I see him run all the time. It's not a big deal. It's like, we don't really need a stroller because Croy walks just fine. He's very capable. And um, I was very, very wrong. And again, that mistake will never be made again. He might be an 18-year-old man, but we will be bringing a part. We will be bringing a stroller because that mistake's not happening again. 
Uh, and so anyway, um, we get to the airport, or we get 20 minutes down the road, and Randa's like, we forgot the stroller. I was like, yeah, I didn't pack it, because I didn't think we need it. Well, at that point, we were running late anyway, and so I couldn't turn around to go get it. So we get to the airport. Which was the- my fault that I, like, Grant was loading up the... Um- the suitcases while I was finishing everything on the inside because Grant is the way he is. Like, I know he's got things covered. So never in my wildest dreams did I think he would pull the stroller out or decide to not pack a stroller without at least saying something to me. So I didn't look back until we were 20 minutes down the road. And I'm like, where the hell is the stroller? Yeah, it was in the garage. (laughs) So anyway, we get to the airport, we get on the plane, everything's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And, uh, you know, I, uh, had to go to the restroom, uh, Whenever we were on the on the plane, so I get up and I'm waiting. This lady walks out, and I realize she looks super super embarrassed. And I'm like, "That's weird." So I walk in. I was like, "Okay, I see what just happened." So you know, poor lady, and uh, you could tell she was pretty sick. Um, so I go to the restroom, no big deal. Randa then goes in there, goes to the bathroom, and so you know, I get up three four times just to you know with Croy with Croy and change his diaper or just whatever. And I notice this lady has gone to the bathroom. And is extremely sick, and we'll leave it at that. At least four or five times that she got up, and we didn't piece this together until I went and saw my primary right. doctor. So just we're just going to pre- we're going to say this, and then we'll explain so why I never we saw her or anything like that. You know, right? But I made a comment to Rand on the plane. I was like, "Man, that poor lady, man, she is so sick." And she's like, "Oh, bless her heart." And you know, she got up and, and violently went to the bathroom at least probably four or five times minimum on a two hour plane ride. So, having said that, we get there. Minutes. Two hour, 45 minutes. You know, just, I felt bad for her. So, we land. We get checked in. Everything's great. We're having a good time. Uh, the resort is beautiful. The resort is stunning. Like, I cannot compliment it enough. The, it's phenomenal. The things they have for families and for kids and the pools and the everything. I mean, there's like 40 restaurants on site. The All the hotels are together. Um, so many pools right there on the beach that's beautiful. I mean, you don't have to think or plan or do anything you have to set our i guess reservations for the restaurant at what time you want to go um or if you want to have like babysitters or kids room stuff set up but it's all right there like it is i can't wait to go back at some point yeah so we get to the hotel and we're you know unpacking and everything and everything's going pretty good for the most part and then we've got a uh, a reservation at the uh Italian restaurants, which we ended up having to push back, you know, a couple hours because we just weren't settled from the whole deal. So we kind of walked around. Did we go to the pool that first day or not? Yeah, we went down to the beach. I remember I threw the thing on straight when we got off. That's right. And the first night was um, when Croy fell in love with white spaghetti. Loves him some white spaghetti. Fettuccine. So he loved the Italian restaurant. Um, And then day two, we had a great day. All right, so on day two, it starts off phenomenal. We uh, we wake up, we go to breakfast, um, we eat at the Palms, little you know place they had. We got blueberry waffles, and uh, I got a I love what is the uh, eggs Benedict. It was just phenomenal. So we we ate like kings in the morning. And I was like, you know what? I can just like we had argued the day before about the stroller thing. Obviously, trying to not do it in front of Croy, but putting kind of like once he went to bed, like wills in place of how we're going to handle this trip and so it was more of okay this is what has happened grant didn't mean to mess up like he genuinely thought we wouldn't need it and decided to not run it by me and that's okay because i mess up too 
I'll say Grant is so good at when I mess up because we're all human. We all do. He's very much like, it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. We're a team. We'll figure this out to where I can be a little more aggressive in terms of wanting the lesson to be learned or like, okay, if this is where we're at now, then I don't want to hear complaining when we don't have the ease of a stroller with extra things or tossing them in. So that's kind of where I was like, I just have to like really, and I was very aware of it and very conscious that like, okay, I'm going to try to not be that way. And I'm going to try to be more supportive, loving, comforting, just let this stroller thing go. And we're going to have the best day that we can. Yeah. And so once we worked through that, which, you know, took a little bit, but we did and we were a team and it was awesome. Uh, we were like, hey, let's go see the Mingos. We, at 9.30, we had a flamingo walk, and Croy just loved watching the Mingos. Uh, and then we decided to go to the pool. And that was phenomenal. Randall was a little hungry, so me and Croy went into the little kids' area pool by ourselves, and you went and got you some good food and got your belly full. And you got, what was the, the thing in the pineapple you made? The, the, the So smoothie? there was like a little daiquiri shack that had like fresh, I mean, you could get it where it wasn't the pineapple. It was more expensive if you had it in the fresh pineapple. But they cored out and took out all the pineapple and then they would mix fruit and then serve it in the pineapple. So mine was like strawberries, mangoes, and pineapple all mixed together with like some pretty fruit on top. I got it virgin. I didn't even drink the entire trip. Um, and so I was just like craving a smoothie and they really didn't have a smoothie place. So that was the closest I could get. So I got that, went back and just watched Grant and Croy together in the pool. Really, rather than me being involved with them, I was just kind of one of those moments where I just like watched them and they were having a blast together and I was drinking my little drink. Um, all I thought was good and then it wasn't. Yeah, so I would say maybe right at the end of the pool as we're walking up, she's like, Grant, my stomach hurts. It's like, I don't, I don't feel good. We need to go to the room. And I was like, okay. And uh, she goes, hey, I, I think we need to cancel dinner, like, because dinner was in 45 minutes at that point, because we haven't, we didn't. We said our- early dinners because of Croy with his bedtime, you know, he goes to bed so early. So as soon as the restaurants were open, we wanted to be there right away. Right. And so I was like, let's go ahead and get ready. Well, we get to the room and she is just like laying down, just like ghost white pale, just looks so, I felt so bad for her. I was like, she is sick. So I canceled dinner reservations. And I, I was like, Grant, I'm like, I'm not trying to just act like I don't want to do it or like I'm tired. Like I know we're here on a family vacation. I'm sure you still want to do dinner. I'm sure Croy still wants to do dinner. So I wanted to let him know that like, I genuinely did not have it in me to go to dinner. Oh, and I knew that immediately. And so I was like, no problem. So I ordered us room service. They brought the food up after about 45 minutes. And right when the, the food, the uh, service delivery lady walked in, Randy just runs to the bathroom and just starts puking her guts out. And that's when all of the sickness ensues for the entire trip. And, and so it went so on for like three hours. Um, Grant actually, because of like the day before with the stroller um, and you know, I was already sick, Croy's down. So I'm in the room. I was like, they have a casino. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Grant, why don't you go get some alone time at the casino? I know I'm sick, but like I've got this. There were two full bathrooms in our... Mm. Thank God Grant got us the big thing. Like, we had we had a full-on bedroom suite. We had two closets, two full bathrooms, living room, dining room, kitchen, washer, dryer, everything. Thank God. So, I'm like, Croy can stay asleep without, like, me really obstructing him since I can be in another bathroom. So, you go enjoy some you time. I felt like that was kind of my way of redeeming the whole, I want to be very supportive of yeah. the stroller thing. It's, yeah, so which was great. So I was like, so I immediately took that opportunity and bolted out the room. Um, and so we were gambling a little bit. And she's like, Grant, I'm really sick. Like, can you go get me some medicine? I was like, yeah, they've got a little uh, ER doctor's clinic down here. Let me go get you some medicine. So this is around 9, 9 p.m., give or take. So I went ahead and got... I've been going on for three hours. Yeah, 
And so I got her Pepto-Bismol and Tramamine and just trying to do everything I can to chill out the nausea and get her stomach to calm down. So I bring it to her, get her tucked back in bed. She's like, I think I feel better. So about 9... Well, I didn't feel better, but I did not want to invade on Grant's um, time because he was raised an only child. He does like some alone time. And it had been, you know, it's, it's hard travel. We didn't have the stroller, so he was exhausted kind of from carrying him. Now his wife is sick. So I'm like, I really wanted Grant to have that time. And yeah. I did not want to ask for Grant's help unless I truly, truly desperately needed it. And I, I knew that. Yeah. yeah, like I wanted to be that supportive wife of not telling you, just go have fun. But then, no, come back and help me. So it's not that I necessarily felt better. I just didn't want to interrupt Grant's time. And so I guess about... I don't know, was it like 10 minutes to 10 o'clock? It was, uh, I think it was 9.49. She texted me. She was like, Grant, I need to go to the doctor house. So I immediately... Oh, because he had me a, an IV scheduled for the next morning. Right. And I got feeling so bad because it had been nonstop vomit and diarrhea for all these hours. And y'all, I couldn't even look at water without throwing up, yeah. much less drink it um, or much less keep it down. And I texted Grant and I was like, hey, I do need your help and I'm not... Like, I truly was like, I'm not going to make it until morning for yeah. that idea. So, I immediately ran off the table, grabbed all my chips, everything, threw them in my pocket, and was literally ran to the room, got her, picked her up. She's still laying in bed. I said, you got to get up. We got to go now. And we had to leave while Croy was asleep before we were able to get someone in that room to watch Croy. It yeah. was just like a sink or swim. Grant knew that the hospital closed at 10 o'clock. I knew I was not. I was in a really, really bad place. And obviously, none of that is ideal. So there, there was even a little lag time with that. But what do you do? There was nothing we could have done at that point. I mean, he was sound asleep. He was fine. Um, and so I grabbed her, and she's like, I, it's going to take me a minute. I don't want to. You don't have a minute because if you don't get there at 10, you're not getting – they're not going to help you. Like, these people don't care. And so we walked in at 9.59, I think. And I'm not going to say walked in. We had to go down an escalator, y'all. Oh, this and was so bad. it was – I held it all together until we got to the escalator. And we got to the escalator, and we got past these people that were on the other side coming up as we were going down. And I was like, just hold it, hold it, hold it. And I just started vomiting nonstop down this escalator. I could not control it. We got off the escalator. We still had to walk a little bit, and I just kept throwing all down the hallway, everywhere. everywhere. Like I and I had nothing on me because we just bolted out of the room. I felt so bad. I think Grant, as soon as he got me in the hospital, went back to go try to help clean it up. It was already handled. I mean, I hate to say that, but then I'm like not trying to justify it. I'm sure there's plenty really like drunk people that have done that in situations like that before. But I mean, I was just like not in control. At all. Yeah. So we get in there, um, we get her checked in. Should they start administering the IV? And I was like, well, you're taken care of. Doctor's fine. I immediately go back and pick, you know. Well, before they started the art, the IV, they did my vitals to see what they were oh, working with. Bad, yeah. And my heart rate was at two, was 200 or right over 200. And y'all, I don't think my heart rate's ever been at 200. Like in my hardest workouts, like the peak of them, I don't think maybe one. 160, maybe 170, maybe 175, like at the worst. Right. You know, I think for the more in shape you are, the more that your heart rate actually stays lower. So my resting heart rate is actually a lot lower. I know that's normally like 60 to 100 for an average person. I'm normally like a 50 to 60 kind of person actually. Um, so to see my heart rate that high, I was like, what is going on? And they told me I was, they're like, when you are that level of dehydrated, your heart has to overcompensate. And we were not running to the, um, to the hospital. I mean, obviously I kept throwing up, so maybe that was like my heart rate a little bit too, but we weren't running because I couldn't. Yeah. You could barely move at that point. Yeah. I mean, I came in and I just fell on the ground. 
So that happened with that IV. And I'm telling y'all, I started feeling so much better right away with that IV because they were giving me the Zofrin and all this other stuff that I think my, my stomach needed. And at that point, we all just chalked it up for food poisoning of that pineapple thing because Grant and them didn't have it. It happened soon after that. And I had to walk back. I mean, and this IV took two hours. Like mm -hmm. It was a two-hour IV. I was yeah. in that bad of shape. It was bad. Yeah, it was real bad. So we get we get back to the room. Well, we had a walk through this pop and nightclub, and I'm yeah. in a robe that I have thrown up on. And so I'm like, if I'm I literally having to walk through this pop and nightclub, I'm making it take my little picture or video of me looking like that's, I was that's partying. Pretty, that's pretty funny. He was so no, you, you say it's funny now, but you were so embarrassed. I to was take embarrassed, it. I was thoroughly embarrassed. But at the same time, huh. when I got to the room and looked at the pictures, I was like, that's hilarious because you see all the people dancing in the background, <laughs> like it's. Bunch of nonsense. I sent it to my family and I'm like, I feel better. And I truly thought that IV and that medicine like cured me. And I'll say I woke up the next morning and man, you thought that I woke up that morning with a, I'm going to have a good attitude. We are going to have a great day. I really did that the next morning because I was like, I felt so bad last night. I feel so, not going to say so good, but I feel good enough to have a day that, yeah, I mean, I was still my, you know, bowels weren't right and I was belching a lot and this or that, but I felt so much better. I wasn't throwing up again yet. Yeah. And, and I, we, uh, yeah, but when we woke up the next morning, you had a good attitude. We had a good attitude. We had uh, amazing breakfast. We got to go see the Mingos again. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to the Baja Bay Water Slide Park with Croy. I mean, we had a phenomenal day. I still we didn't have a big beach. appetite. We did all the things with Croy, all the slides. It was literally a, a Croy day. Yeah, we, we played in the sand. Whatever Croy wanted to do, we did. And we, I feel like we did a lot that day. We did so much. It was so much fun. And then the next day was the day we were supposed to leave. And that was when I woke up and it... It was like the same thing again, and I'm like, Grant, it's. Yeah, she woke again. up at, at I think like five thirty and just couldn't get out of the stay out of the bathroom, and she was like, so she got some water in her. She's like, I think I feel better. So we went down there and uh, took a couple pictures, and we let Croy go to the 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 slide beach thing or whatever the kids uh, pool. Well, it started raining on us, and so Rana's like, all right, well I'm gonna stay here and take one more picture in the rain. It'll be really cool. Grant, you take Croy and then you go back to the room. So I took Croy and I walked. The mile back, <laughs> I it, I'm not kidding. It's got to be three quarters of a mile from where the kids thing is to our room. So I pick him up and we're running through the... Which he would have needed that anyways if it's raining. He doesn't need to be walking or running. He could slip. Yeah. So I was walking quickly um, with Croy. We get to the room and then Randa gets done with her pictures, comes in about 10 minutes later and she's like, Grandma, I don't feel good. This is bad. And I was like, do you need to go to the doctor? She's like, no, I think I'm fine. So we start packing, and then she looks at me with that, like, she just had that ghost white pale look on her face, and I was like, load up. I grab Croy. We go to the doctor's yeah, office. Yeah, because Croy like, went with us that yeah, time. Yeah, and I was like, we have to get you an IV before we leave because we're going to, it's going to screw everything up if you don't get an IV. I was like, it's a temporary fix. We'll get you to the States. We'll get you into the doctor. But like, So our flight was at 3 o'clock. I checked in there at um, 11. Oh, right at 11. I checked in at 11. And I was a little frustrated because I come in and I'm on the ground. I'm pale. Like, it just hit. Like, it was like I just needed to be on the cold floor. You know, they couldn't find me in the system. I was like, I was just here two nights ago. Um, I felt like because two nights ago I walked in and it was just, they took me. It was easy. This time there was a little bit of weight and I felt like kind of pushback. I waited for Grant and Croy to get there. Grant was super dad. I mean, how he got us all packed up and took full care of Croy and everything. Um, we finally got me on an IV and they're like, just let it drip as long as possible until we need to leave for the airport. And so I started feeling better again. Just, they, they told me not to fly. They wanted me to actually get on an ambulance and go get a CT scan because they were worried about my appendix at that point. Cause they're like... Okay, how would you be better for a day 
and then the same stuff come back. Like, that's not typical food poisoning. We need to check out your appendix. So I was having stomach cramps, but it wasn't like sharp pains yet, and it hadn't localized yet to my um, bottom right side like it does in appendicitis. But right. that's what they wanted me to do. And I'm like, if y'all are demanding all this of me, even more the reason why I need to get home. So I get feeling better. We get in the car. We go to the airport, and I think, like, we were at security line an hour and a half before because it's only 10 minutes from the airport. That's the other reason that resort and is And it's so a small amazing. airport. Yeah, like, it's small not, airport. It's the resort's only 10 minutes from it. Like, there's no traffic. Super easy. So we're in um, security line, which wasn't that bad. We go through that. Then the customs line was really bad. And honestly, my first anxiety was not, oh, my gosh, I'm so sick. I have to wait in this long line. It was... We don't have a stroller that I can strap Croy into to where he can be coloring or entertaining himself. And I am not at the place that I can entertain him. And Grant is going to have to fully, you know, need to entertain him, but also be like the leader of, of our travels that are right. going on. So they only had three little things open and there was like, I don't know, there could have been 20 desks open. Yeah, I think they had 20 desks. It was, we sat through so much. And I think when we had like three or four families in front of us, they opened like two more desks. And so Grant grabbed one of the employees and had told them how, you know, I was starting to feel weak. They had already started boarding on our flight, which me, I'm someone, I know boarding starts on our flight and we'll be fine. We'll still make it. Grant kind of freaks. Well, no, no, no. It, this, it got to the point now where it was seven minutes before on the ticket stub, it said they were closing the gate. We had seven. Oh, I didn't that. We had, that's why I was in such a panic because we weren't going to have enough time that I was like, you know, we've got a, we got seven minutes. Uh, whatever. So I went and got the guy, one of the guys that worked there. I was like, our thing closes in seven minutes. My wife is three, three, we're three people away. Can we cut real quick? You know, she's been out of the hospital. Like, can we please? And the guy goes, yeah, if the people in front of you, you and know. And we talked to them, you know. Yeah, everything was good. It was no And problem. so he was walking us through. It wasn't like we just cut people. We were, he was walking us through. And keep in mind, before that, there were only three desks open. And one of those three desks was apparently the supervisor of it all. He comes out from his desk to make everything slower than ever. Um, and he's like, what do y'all think y'all are doing? And so his employee tells him and he says that if I was on medical arrest, is that what he called it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say medical arrest. He's like, well, if you've really come out of the hospital and are medical arrest, like you say you are, then you need to be in a, in a wheelchair. And I'm like, okay, then get me a wheelchair. And or not like rude, like get me a wheelchair. Like, okay, then I'll get in a wheelchair. Right. And he's like, you have to go back to United. That's where you have to request the wheelchair. You can't do this here. And so he's like literally kicking us out. Yeah. And the way the line is, we will not make it back through and make our flight. And, you know, I've already, like, in this state of, they told me not to travel. I just need to get home. I need to get straight to urgent care at home. I don't really know if I have appendicitis or what at this point. So I just start breakdown crying on the ground. And Grant's like, get up, get up. Because he was, like, yelling at me. He's like, I'm doing you a favor. Like, you have to go back. The wheelchair is going to wait for you. And they made it sound like the plane was going to wait for us. This is why I went back with Grant because Grant's like a rule follower. I will kind of push the boundaries a little bit. So we're sitting back here waiting for this alleged um, uh, wheelchair. Yep. And it's like it not never coming. Come. It just doesn't it's come. It's not coming. So I run back into customs on the side where there's like this VIP and I flag down the supervisor guy and I'm like, it's not coming. And he's like, ma'am, it will come. You need, like, I will kick you out of the entire airport if you come back in here. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, we have a babe, like he's not a baby, he's a toddler. I'm so freaking sick. Like I'm not making this up. I'm not, like I can show him my IV stuff that I just got out of the hospital. Like what is going on? So we literally have to wait for this um, 
wheelchair. And by the time it comes, the guy pushing me says, we've talked to United. They are holding the plane for you. And so Grant tells me like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Well, as soon as we start to the gate, I'm like, Grant, run, like run to the gate. And he's like, no, Randa, they're holding the gate for us. The, the thing for us, it's fine. And I just don't really have the energy at this point. So then. Yeah. So at this point, the guy who's the supervisor who actually checked our bags in and everything was like, they have reserved the plane. We're fine. No big deal. So as we're walking up, I waved to the guy and he was like, well, who are y'all? I was like, where are the Carabas the plane's supposed to be holding for? And he goes, oh, no. The plane's already left. Nobody called us to let us know y'all were coming. He said it just left. They had paged us 10 times and heard nothing. And that's why I kept wanting to run back in the customs because I'm like, I don't trust this communication. That's why I told Grant to run once we were actually in the area where we could get from, you know, we were no longer in the customs or all the security line and could actually, I was like, run. Like, I just did not trust that people were communicating or holding that plane. And I was in such a desperate state to get home that then at that point, I feel like Grant and I had been a really good team. But at that point, I was upset with Grant because I was like, I, I asked you to run. And they said the plane just left and we could have maybe made it. And no, we, we would have. Had I run, we would have made it by literally less than like maybe 10 seconds but again, I'm a rule follower, and the supervisor of United, who's wheeling my wife in, says, oh no, they were holding the plane. It's not a big deal. So I trust that the supervisor from United is doing what they're supposed to be doing along the way I trusted the super, you know, the guy who walked me up to the front of the line. Like, I didn't break any rules, and I'm listening to what they're saying, because at airports, if you give them any lip, if you say anything and disrespect them, raise your voice, you pull any nonsense, they will kick you out of the airport. And at this point, I'm trying to be as respectful but firm in, in following the rules and doing what I'm told because I don't want to get kicked out of the airplane or out of the airport. But at I, that I point, we, we missed it. And yeah. so I did look at Grant and I, I regret it, but I looked at him and I said, You did this. I said, You did this. And then I'm like, You need to kind of walk and get a little moment. This has been a lot. Um, I had, you know, the second time I went into customs, I mean, I'd fallen on the floor twice just because I couldn't like gather myself. And I not, wasn't like I was a child throwing a fit. I just wanted this guy to know how it, serious it was. And I couldn't like gather myself. And I just, I felt like we were, we had done what we needed to do to get on our flight. And then he was just like not going to allow it. The guy was just on such a power trip that he just Yeah, apparently was not after a lot of people went up there and complained to him and were very upset that he did what he did to us. Um, but you know, you, you look for silver linings and Croy was so good and calm. Oh, he was phenomenal all. through it. Like once we got that wheelchair, it was like we had a stroller. So I'm like, give me Croy. And he would just <laughs> color on my lap. Grant went and took some time. He came back and I'm like, I should not have said that. I should not have said you did this to us. But I was like, please, if I am like at a place of like asking you or begging you to do something like it couldn't have hurt you to run to the gate in front of me, you know, even though he was wheeling me, um, and so that's where Grant's like, you're right. You know, if you ask that of me, it's not wrong for me to run carrying Croy into the gate. And so I'm like, we're a team. Like then Grant was trying to get on his phone to like buy us these flights to get us home quicker than the way they were rerouting us. And they didn't reroute us until the actual next flight started. We knew that we were going to be at that gate, but we had to wait this entire time. It probably took us an hour to actually get our So our, our flight was at three. The next plane left at 405. And I think at like 347... They gave us the, the last, the last, we, we would get the last three seats on the plane. Yeah, and they weren't together. It was a whole ordeal. But I just told Grant, I'm like, 
we're here now. They say they're going to take care of us. Like, stop trying to overcompensate or fix or buy different seats. Like, I feel like everything that we're trying to do is not working. So, we're sitting here. This guy says he has us. We're on this flight. Even though we don't have our boarding passes yet, I was like, you've got to stop. I'm stopping. I am just, it was like, finally, I was relaxed with Croy. I wasn't throwing up anymore. It was like I had this moment of not having any episodes, thank God. And it was just going to take us three times the amount of time to get home. We weren't going to get home till after one in the morning and we were going to do the best we absolute could. Um, we had, we were at the very last gate of everything, but Croy was a rock star on them all. Like, I really do think he got to see mommy and daddy be a team. And you know what probably meant the most to me through all of this. There's all, honestly a lot of silver linings. So then I got home. We still didn't know what was wrong. We went to urgent care on Saturday um, Monday and had the CT scan on Wednesday. I don't think until Wednesday afternoon it was finally like, okay, you've got a virus. This is it. Right. And today's Friday would have been day 10. I finally feel good. Um, Croy's teacher told me this week, because I guess we're just now kind of getting to that age where Croy's going to like air out all of our dirty laundry if we don't already air it out on the podcast or the internet for y'all. <laughs> and so we're very beginning of that stage because he's speaking complete sentences or what he sees happening at home or with mommy and daddy. Um, he tells the teacher. And so his teacher told me yesterday, she said, I want to let you know that Croy told me, um, mommy's sick. She goes to the doctor. My daddy helps my mommy. He makes her feel better. And then she's happy again. Yep. So basically Croy saw me trying to take care of her and step up and, and do the best I can to, you know, take care of him to take care of Randa and Get her the doctor and, you know, clean her britches and doing all that good stuff. <laughs> no, I did. I, I pooped myself multiple times. We'll go there. But, like, if anyone listening here, I don't know. I feel like life can be hard. Like, business can be hard. Jobs, parenting, marriage, everything can be hard. But in that moment, I was just like, wow. The fact that we held it together enough as a team and my husband stepped up and loved on me so much. And in the moments where we did want to lose it on each other, we'd regroup and be like, Hey, we're a team. We have to do this. Um, that my son saw how much my husband loved me through it all. And you know, like that is the ultimate, it's the ultimate. Absolutely. Cause the worst thing you can do is, is, you know, I grew up in a very volatile home with my parents. And so, I saw a lot of crazy, crazy nonsense, and I and I kind of made the vow that I will not let my son see the nonsense that I had to see as a kid. So, you know, even though things times were stressful and stuff, you know, we're we're working as a team as opposed to fighting against each other. Like so. when we landed, we landed at um, I don't know, like midnight. It was so late, and we were the very last deal. And yeah. Croy is dead asleep. I mean, so asleep. It means like you know what that weight is. And Grant wasn't sick yet. He has his big jujitsu tournament. It is tomorrow. Yep. But this would have been like a little over a week out. And he has trained and done his nutrition. And I have watched him be so meticulous of it, of it all and do everything in order to prepare that we didn't know if it was my appendix at that point or not. But I'm like, Grant, I am going to carry Croy all the way to the car. And Grant was like, you're sick. Let me do it. And I was like... And at this point, my back is... Keep in mind, I have carried this child 80% of the time. I mean, I can't even take miles. Yeah. Miles while my back is so sore this whole trip. And it's different when it's a sleep weight, you know? Yeah. And so, like, my back is on fire right now. I was like, give me the kid. I just... I got I to step and up. And I said, and I no, I'm, I'm going to do it. And you could tell he was resistant at first. Like, almost like he didn't want me to do that. And I'm like, I know I'm very sick. I know I'm very weak. But I am still... 
in the big picture of things, I am still a very strong woman, like physically as well. And it had to have been over a mile walk. I'm not kidding. Um, it was bad. And I said, give him to me. And I was like, this is me loving and supporting you. You have worked so hard for your tournament that I be dang, you hurt your lower back from carrying him. Um, I know that you're wanting to help me. I know that I'm sick. I know we don't know what state my appendix is in. Um, but let me help you by carrying him. And he was just like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really appreciated that because, like I said, for carrying him for the whole week, it was just my, it was just on fire. So, like I said, never forget the stroller. Uh, parents <laughs> out there, ever, ever. I mean, you might have a 25-year-old grown man you know, man that has, you know, you might be a grand, grandparent. But you need to always bring the stroller for that 25-year-old child. <laughs> so, those were my back-to-back -back panic attacks and this sickness you know, it really made me have to slow down and pause and rest this week after we got home. I do still feel like we got to do a lot from our trip, and I really don't think that Croy saw much bad. No, you know? he didn't see the He bad did not part. see us argue about the stroller. He got to have Mommy and Daddy carry him everywhere. He did see Mommy sick, you know, on that Friday when we were coming home. He did have to see Mommy have that meltdown in the customs and then run back into customs. But he somehow stayed so cool and collected through it all. Like, he never got flustered. I don't know how. Um, it was like once he was just on my lap in the wheelchair, he would color. We had the, I don't know, he was just so good through it. It was like we were, we, I mean, we do talk to him like he's a little adult. We're like, Mommy's really sick. Can you help us by doing this? Can you be really good here? Like, he was so good. Um, he didn't want to sit away from Daddy. So, with this three being in separate seats, I wasn't really trying to ask for um, people to give up, give up their seats because it was a full flight. But then when you have a little one that's yelling, Daddy, 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 people figure it out. And we all did get to sit together. That was really sweet and kind. Um, but he was he was a champ. He was a little rock star. And the fact that he told his teacher what he told his teacher this past week, I don't know, it just really puts into perspective, like, the meaning of life and also, like, that it's okay to rest and pause because I'm such a creator. I'm such a leader by example with my PowerFit community. You know, taking 10 days to not work out is not something I planned on doing and I would have never just chosen to do, but I had to rest. Um, I don't know. It, it felt like maybe I actually got that rest I needed that you think you're going to get on vacation, but we clearly didn't. Mm -hmm. What other things would you say good came from all of the chaos and nonsense? Um, we got to... Um pick seashells for all of our, our family and Miss Pam. So I think that basically Croy just had the time of his life, even though it was really hard on us. You know, as parents, you always want to, you know, give the best to your child and let them see stuff. And I think that the good thing is, is he saw mommy and daddy acting as a team through a hard situations. So I think that's the, the best thing that could have happened for the trip. And I think he stepped up as a little team member the oh, yeah. best that he could and how he could as well. Um, so, yeah, he's telling everyone his beach stories. All is good um, with his little world, and that's what mattered most. Um, so, I think there was a podcast episode. And we're getting ready to wrap this up. I think there was a podcast episode where Grant said something about, I don't know how it came about. You said something about me pooping my pants. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not done that. What, like, is it when I delivered Croy? Did that happen? And I didn't know. And he tells me I didn't. I don't know. You know, that happens. Um, but this past week, it happened. Five times. Five times. <laughs> So, first time, we don't need to get into the specifics. It's pretty gross. But, um, let's just let's, say there's... Let's just put the, in the doctor's office in front of the doctor. That was, that was fun. Um, once on the couch, which I was not, which was my couch, by the way. So, I had to clean that up. So, that was fun. 
But we haven't had an incident in about four days. So it's, you know, you got to look at the positives in life. And gosh, like I already am all about vulnerability and breaking down walls. I will, you know, as much as I've given Grant credit on things that he's stronger in, in our marriage or parenting than I am, I will say I'm actually, I think that I'm stronger in letting my guard down than Grant is. Mm-hmm. But when you get to a place of true survival to get home and me literally pooping my pants over a multiple of days. Yeah, like one time she sneezed. <laughs> one time was a call. Like, Stop. You just, you know. I mean, there's just like no control. Um, and it was so much. Uh, anyways, enough of that. Um, you get to, you have to get to such a place of vulnerability that your walls truly have to get broken down. And Grant and I have been doing our, um, marriage devotional book that my future sister-in-law recommended. I've posted it on Instagram before. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes here. Um, we've done that this week and Mm -hmm. not that it wasn't already a great thing for us, but just more vulnerability, more walls down. I mean, there's, I don't know how much more my husband could see, you know? Because I saw a lot. I <laughs> promise you I saw a lot. So. so that is our reality. You know, this is a very different podcast, but, you know, um, I'm all about sharing the good, the bad, the hard. Um, we'll definitely have learned a lot from mm. this family vacation for the next one, but there's a lot of silver linings in it. Yep. And um, I feel good, rested. I have a husband that loves me fiercely through good, bad, ugly Nasty, stinky. And and shitty times. (laughs) And um, Croy telling his little teacher that this week was truly the the icing on the cake. And I'm just very grateful of the life and the marriage that we are building um, more than than anything that I'm grateful for building in business. Absolutely. So that was our, we call it two weeks from hell. So if you followed along on social media the last couple weeks, you've seen that we've, we've had a hard go of it. But... This is us, you know, telling the the not so pleasant side of it, but trying to laugh in the moments of be thankful for everything we have, even though we had some hard times. But you know, that was our two weeks, and and we're still working on gathering the, this whole why I'm stepping back from influencing and kind of changing my role as a quote unquote influencer um, podcast is kind of now getting broken down into multiple like a series. So that is coming. I know I've been talking about that with y'all for a while, but there's so much that I want to say and I want to kind of organize and put it together the best. That one's not going to be an ad lib um, discussion like this one is. So that's coming. I have an uh, episode that I've already recorded with Kayla Craft. That's going to be coming. So I love doing podcasting. We're back. Here's just a little reality that showcases, hey, we're truthful on the internet. Um, and now it is time for us to go be mom and dad and go get Croy. So I hope y'all enjoyed listening. Um, please share this to your story, tag us, leave us a review, help us spread this word. Um, and always we're listening to your feedback on what you want to hear more of. So thank y'all for listening. Bye. See ya. Thank you.